You are listening to the Firecracker Podcast with Tony Rico. All right. Hello, everybody. We're back in the studio in Firecracker land, and today we've got Firecracker coach Manny Travieso. So, Manny, when I say your name, and, and so I've always been intrigued by the way that you speak, and it's just Latin accents and things it like is. that. So I find myself wanting to say Manny Travieso. But here's the thing. My son tells me that I can't even do a Spanish accent very well. But I'm, I'm, I'm always drawn to the name. But welcome to the studio. I'm glad you came in today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it's hard to actually get people to pronounce my name correctly. Tell me your full your full name, it's, first name. Uh, uh, Manuel Travieso. Did you That's hear that, my, people? Yeah. That's that. my acting name is Manolo Travieso. Listen to so, that. So when I get my, and yeah, if I want to, and it's funny because I have one of my girls say, Coach, did you do a voiceover for Toyota? I'm like, yeah. And it sounds like, yeah, Toyota, Tundra, like the whole thing. <laughs> and it's different. So I think I heard you, Coach. I'm like, yeah, well, you know what? Someone has to pay the bills. Yeah, that's it. Well, and, and so we find all kinds of things out about firecracker coaches because uh, parents and players see us as guys just trying to help the team and get us where we need to go. But for me, the interesting aspect of, are the lives outside of uh, softball. And so if we go back a little quickly on your history, if I guess, is it five years? Five years. So 2014, 15? Uh, I think, yeah, 14, 15. I think I'm, I'm waiting for my green jacket or whatever. Well, five years is like 15 to 20. So it's it, it's five years on the calendar, but it feels should feel like longer than it's five years. It's like a years. Hollywood marriage. Ab- absolutely, yeah. They, they, so they, we should give you a coin or something like something. that, right? I think you made it through. No, no, yeah. Noted. I got some yeah. ideas down <laughs> so, here. That's yeah, a really good idea. Quote. So the learning curve in five years. So, yeah. so you are in our... Well, it started off as the Media City Firecrackers. Yes. Right? We, right away, we realized when we went out, people were like, where's Media City? What's Media City? And we we'd, like, he- we'd all heard that term yeah. on television shows. Correct. And, right? uh, and, and, and you see it all the time you know, in Hollywood, Pasadena, Glendale, San Fernando Valley, all those areas over there, you do have you know, Media City Hospital, Media City this, Media City that. So we thought, hey, how creative it is. The problem is that people did not know where we are. Like right. Media City did an actual they Media really City. Kind of they're looking. They're googling on their maps for Media, Media City. City. Yeah, it's not like England Empire. We haven't. We need to have a, some kind of uh, legislator go. Okay, we are officially right. putting this into the right. map. It's 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 a uh, it's something that I remember hearing before a television show from Media City. You know, and, and then they would introduce the show or something like that. Exactly. So brought it in as Media City uh, Firecrackers, and then recently. We did a brand a, change. Yeah. We, had just, we went and, Hollywood. And now are the, I love it. Uh, yeah, Hollywood. I know we had that in mind before because our girls, Hollywood, it is a, conge- we were always concerned about the congestion of the traffic. It was like, we, we don't want to say we're actually in Hollywood because no one can get in or out of Hollywood. You know, so let's not. It, that's from the inside because you drive there, right? Exactly. Yes. So, I mean, literally, no traffic is five minutes from Burbank. Traffic is an hour and a half. Right. So it's just ridiculous. Um, but, you know, we, we said, you know what? I talked to, you know. Our vice president of our organization within our organization, who is uh, Adam Glickman, mm-hmm. um, he is a fantastic guy, uh, great kid. He has a great kid. I mean, it's a it's a really great person to have. He comes from the Wilshire uh, world uh, in the sense of Parker. And, and his and his professional experience. How would you describe that and what he does for a living? And he. Well, you know, he's a, you know, I think he's one of those people, I do think he's a CIA agent, really, but he doesn't tell us. I think right. he's more of a... A lot more, lot more layers a lot than, more. than, than that, that pleasant, well-mannered... Totally. I'm, get, I'm getting that, because I'm, I'm, I'm my own way, I'm trying to scrape away at the layers yeah. to get some insight yeah, and some advice from him. Yeah, he, he you know, he, he's, he's a smart guy, and uh, he's around, surrounds himself with also smart people, which is, you can tell a lot by someone who does that. And they right. know, hey, you know, I have smart people in this area and this area. 
And, um, and so you spoke with him about the the change, and he agreed. Uh, in fact, he actually thought about that, and uh, hey, we should do this. And and he was very well, actually. Let me I'm, I digress. We were doing our pins, and we were putting Media City with the Hollywood sign, and he said, "Let's not do Media City. Let's put Hollywood, California." And, and we're like. It's a pen. Why not? And that's how the whole thing started. You know what? Let's change to the, you know, the Hollywood. At least people know where we are, you know, which is five minutes from Pasadena. We're truly in Burbank, you know, Mission Hills area, which is 10 minutes from everywhere. But uh, it's a little more recognizable. Because the, the connotation or the, the association from people outside isn't from the inside where you deal with traffic and, you know, their perception of Hollywood what it, versus what it really is when people go to Hollywood right. and you drive around the streets. It's, it's completely different. So from the outside, they might think that, uh, you know, movie stars just Brad live Pitt next door to you, and you're having breakfast with them, and in the morning, and things like that. So, so to Which me, is it's true. a great, it's a great call. You Which know? is true, Patty. But you I, never know. Patty and I have gone to dinner, and and literally has set two seats from uh, Angelina and Brett when they were together. Yeah, so it does and happen. There are Eighteen kids too. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. It definitely happens in Hollywood. So, so for what Hollywood is and stands for, and where. I mean, there's, again, so many even layers to the story of Hollywood, but people come to Hollywood for their dreams to be made, different things like that. So so it's been about a year of the rebranding? Yes, a little bit, yeah, exactly, a yeah. year. And uh, and it's worked out really well because no one asks us. In fact, we get people asking, like, umpires say, hey, they've seen us, you know, our firecrackers Hollywood, and say, hey, I would like to order. I'm like, well, next batch, we'll, we'll talk, we'll send, right. have this information. Right. Like, I just want to have that. It says Hollywood. See, there you go. Which is like, you know, it's, okay, Noted. so it's definitely working. Right. It's definitely working. Right. So, so the, there's a draw to it. Now you now you merge the two and each have its own draw. So I think it's I think it's right. great. So really, really happy and it's going well and, and being received well by the teams. And it, it definitely it definitely has. We were we were going back and forth recently and like, oh do we call it ourselves Hollywood Firecrackers or we call it Firecrackers Hollywood? And it was recently decided it has to be Firecrackers Hollywood because it's you know, when you're when you have the list uh, right, on, you know, right, you're part right, of Hollywood. Right, right, right. If you're Hollywood, like, oh, this is some kind of team. No one's going to look for H. Yeah, no one's going to look under the H's for Hollywood firecracker. Exactly. So when someone's looking for the list of firecracker teams in a tournament, and then all of a sudden you're you're putting H. your your something up. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's we have to. Fire. So we thought about a Hollywood firecracker team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that way we're in front of everybody. Uh-huh. But still, it doesn't really right, work right. out. That's uh. So there was a plumber. It's a quick little story. There was a plumber that had a company called AD Do. <laughs> and he was it was ADD plumbing, but he he created the AD do for the first page in the phone book. Yeah. So as soon as you found it, he was the first one. He went on to do very very well. So it was that's hey, that's marketing. Yeah, that's marketing, uh, marketing is a is key to everything. That's, that's stuff that I'm learning all the time, not not just hitting oh, and you'll walls. continue to learn yeah. because it changes dramatically. You know? So I wanted to ask you. Um, so we were talking a little bit when you walked in that softball for so many people is is. It is winning championships, scholarships, recruiting, and that's big. That's a big part of what we do. But what I really like about your story and the story with Hollywood Firecrackers and what we're talking about with the with the international trip is the diversity and that really you can bring in so many other things, uh, you know, into softball. But this weekend, you got to go back to a, a qualifier in Arizona. And, and again, I call it in the pit a little bit because these are intense competitive uh, tournaments that everyone's trying to qualify. Mm-hmm. For every team that qualifies or every two teams that qualify, there's 48 that didn't. You know, so there, it's, it's part of this big story. And I always think about the car ride home for the teams that it doesn't go well. So you got to experience a, a qualifier in Arizona this weekend with uh, Firecrackers Humble. Yes. Right? And so, Which is funny how you know, I met Humble because of the uh, Cuban trip. 
And he was my assistant coach when we went to, to Havana, Cuba to play the national Cuban team. And uh, I got to know him not only as a person, because we spent, you know, we spent quite a bit of time right. in a different country. We were taking care of those girls. Right. Um, uh, so he was one of those people that I'm like, you know what? I trust this guy. This is somebody that I feel comfortable sending up players here and there yeah. to. And that, that kind relationship. of that relationship, we really call them. Our girls know them as their sister team, right. a true sister team. They know each other. Right, we right, right. They practice together. Uh, once in a while, we come over here. Sometimes they go over there. And we have that, you know, um, kind of truly friendship. You know, well, we really talk good. about the culture. We talk about yeah. in, in, in the Firecracker organization, building these relationships over time and developing these cultures. Yeah. They, they, it, it just, it's a deeper bond. And I, I want people to understand that, you know, listen, you're, you're in competitive championships. You're doing the, all these things for your teams. But what I really like is are the, all the things that your region and your, your, your team stand for. So I don't want people to think that you, you don't, you're not qualifying, you're not doing that stuff. But this was that, that even with Coach Humble, mm-hmm. uh, he does a really good job and he has a solid operation, but he's not all about the intensity of we have to and boom. So, you know. And I think that's what we, we, we definitely do. Good balance to it. We definitely do. I mean, obviously, we both want to win. We both want to be able to be competitive. We want to be with the big dogs. Um, but at the end, I have a different view. And he kind of sees my views, which is like, I am more about the experience. Uh, and I think, you know, I'm from the school that you learn more, from, you learn more from your failures than you learn more from your actually right. from winning. And, um, and that just makes you a stronger player, coach, so on and so forth. And uh, that's something that, you know, being able to, to have that communication and that open communication with him is that, hey, you know, he, he had some kind of injuries and stuff. Hey, you know, I need Lily, which is my daughter, to go over there. I'm like, hey, no problem. Well, yeah, that's fine. And, um, and, and, and it's just the, the experience itself is just great. And one of the girls actually also was helping him out. It was a, a Tolly Lockett uh, from uh, Arizona who was one of my players. Mm-hmm. She was 14 when she went to Cuba with me for the first time mm-hmm. and her dad. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they keep reminding me how amazing the experience. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And I talked to Humble about it. We, we still kind of like can't believe that. Yeah. You know, we still were able to, to break that barrier. Yeah. And, uh, to be able to be the first travel team to play the yes. national team over there, yes, um, and get our butts kicked, but in a really nice way, yes, right. Uh, you know, we had like three well, or four innings, so, so I'll tell no you what. scores, by the way. Well, okay, so let's 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 get into that. Yeah. Uh, um, so you had an idea, a vision, three years ago. Yeah, and this it. was because of a relationship that you had already had. Like, how did the the idea of taking a team over? I'm not a big fan of dropping names. You know that uh-huh. I'm very so. I'm yeah. I have some connections. I have uh-huh. some people that I know in the MLB mm-hmm. world. So mm-hmm. as soon as I saw them going to Cuba, mm-hmm. and I saw uh, Puig going back to Cuba mm-hmm. and playing over there, where he mm-hmm. actually originally, you know, um, left not in the not in the greatest ways. Mm-hmm. And, like, and you are from? I was born in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and my dad is Cuban, mm-hmm. and uh, so to me it was always like, well, you know, this is an interesting place. Hopefully, one day it opens, and I would love to see it where my grandparents were born. Um, long story short, I start connect talking, connecting the dots. I did mention it to you before anything. I said, hey, what do you think of mm-hmm. this? And you gave me like, you know, hey, go for it. If you can make it happen, go for it. I'm like, great. So I started making some calls, and we I wrote a few letters, um, and uh, little by little, we were able to contact the the person in charge that helped the uh, MLB players' families to be able to add to the actual uh, trip to the, where they originally went. It's a little interesting mm-hmm. thing because at that time, you know, you, you really cannot go with your family that much. You got to right. go. You're going to do something. You're going to go over there to do something mm-hmm. specific. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can bring your neighbor, your Vacation friends. Vacation or, right. Yeah. They don't want to. Yeah. It's more like cultural. So I spoke to, I was able to speak to her and she's like, yeah, we can make it. I just got to write a letter and let's see what happens. So 
Cuba Deportes, you know, they were they were very intrigued by it. They're like, oh, what is travel ball? Mm -hmm. You know, what is this? We've they've gotten uh, colleges. A few colleges have gone there to visit, but not to play the national team. And, and we were like, that's our goal. I said, no, we want to play the national team. Uh, and uh, so we were able to put together. As soon as I got the letter from the lady, said, yeah, you know, um, Homeland said it's good because they got your okay. So just put the team together and we can travel. That was like that was like oh wow that's a reality so let's make it happen, and uh, I was able to yeah I wanted to really make it a firecracker team mm -hmm. I really did right. uh, I wanted to be all firecrackers in fact <laughs> you know they they know the word over there and in fact this is interesting if you get to see if Cuba is lucky enough to uh, to actually uh, make it to the to the softball um, Olympics because mm -hmm. I still have to qualify um, if they do you will see them with a lot of red helmets. The very familiar, Ooh, yeah, very familiar red helmets right. that they're gonna have from uh, from our team. Of course, the F is gone to the C, right? But um, but it's very familiar stuff. You're gonna be seeing a lot of that, right? So the, so the first trip, this is your, this will be your third coming up. Well, I'm not gonna go this year because okay. they are qual they're actually in Peru. At okay, that time. so they're they they're on the road for something. Okay, so you took a firecracker team there a couple years ago. Yeah, um, you didn't know what to expect. Not at all. So. Not at all. I keep telling families and coaches that would call me, so are they going to come back? <laughs> What's going to happen? I mean, this is a communist country. Sure, right. So you don't uh, The really... obvious concerns, the obvious, sure. So, I mean, I've heard from people. I heard from my friends that went originally, and I heard from the travel agent. Oh, no, extremely safe. Safer than here. Safer, safer. But again, I mean, you never know. You know, you never know until you actually experience it. So, so, so as soon as you land, what did you experience? And was it hospitality? Was it? Right away. Right away, of course, going with this this company, uh, Mario Mar Travels, um, they were pretty much in charge. So we didn't have to make any kind of uh, line. They knew who we were. They took pictures of us. The, um, the actual um, press was there, so they took pictures of us. Um, of course, they call us the USA team, and we were very clear letting them know we are a travel team. Um, the but, US now, but now you realize... You're representing the whole country. So for, in our minds, you know, your, your firecrackers going over to see Cuba. But as soon as you step, you realize we are representing all 50 states. And this is what's interesting about that. I feel very comfortable because the girls that we had and the girls that we have, they're well behaved. They're great kids. They know how to behave. Right. Well, man, which is important. At a young age, I had a 14-year-old. Tolly was the youngest one in Arizona. A 14-year-old, she would behave professionally. In fact, the head coach. Mate literally told us at the end, these girls, although they're young, they behave even more professional than some of our girls. They are Love so it. well put, you know, they are, you know, so respectful. They know the game. They understand the game. And you had a pretty young team the first time, right? Yeah. You had, you had some, so they probably averaged out at about 15? 16. 16. Yeah. 16 and they we were have. playing the, the Cuban national team, which averaged at what? 35. Yeah. <laughs> 32, 35, I would yeah. say. And yeah, but first, the first game, when we, when we first arrived, it was clear that it was a different world. It was beautiful, it was hot, but it was a different And you say world. first arrived at the airport? At the airport, first Havana. right. Okay, so now even just landing, that's, that's a different Just experience. landing, you're right. looking outside, it's all green and everything, but you see only one building, and it's kind of like really not that pretty, and that's the actual main airport. And like, whoa, this is <clears> interesting. <throat> so we got so in. like going back in time already. Completely. And as soon as we got out, it was all Russian cars, all cars like... Uh, the one I, I picture I brought you, mm -hmm. and it was it's like going back in time. But one thing that I noticed is the smiles. They, everybody had a smile. Everybody was happy. Nobody had. So you were well received. Well received, and they behave. You can tell that their behavior is very, very, 
very serene, you know, very excitement and curiosity from them. I'm, I think know, more, because there's not a lot of interaction, right? So. Yeah, I think to see, yeah, they saw, you know, <laughs> saw all these little, all these white girls coming in. Yeah, it's like the first but, time someone sees blonde hair. Not, not like the, it's the first time. In you a know, way, it's just stuff like that, right? In a way, it is odd. Yeah, in a way. So we, you know, we did see a lot of anti-U.S. propaganda the right. first time around. Um, when we it's saw politics it. everywhere, of course, um, and we see that in the U.S. sometimes, actually. Right, sure. Um, but over there, that was like innocent Spanish, so none of the, none of the girls really took it personal, and they did not treat us any different. But this, but was it safe? That was the biggest thing to us. Was it safe? Is it safe? Right. Are we going to have a good time? And it was an amazing time, obviously, but it was extremely safe. There's no guns in the streets. There's like really nobody. I guess and you could feel that. You can feel it. You could feel, and they felt it right away right. because the girls. We were at the. Uh, um, uh, the Hotel Nacional and uh, the National Hotel over there. And around 1 o'clock in the morning, it was like a party outside. And then they had um, uh, Coach Humble didn't like – there's some girls that went, so Coach Humble went with them. And they were just dancing and drinking and everything. But it was like 1 o'clock in the morning outside, <clears throat> extremely safe. And that's something like, wow, that's uh, – that was that, I think that set the tone to where we feel very safe you here. You feel their culture. You feel their culture. You feel very safe. And it was uh, – it was just, you know, we knew, like, okay, this is, we're okay. Everything's okay. Everything's going to be okay. Looking forward to playing the game. That was the next thing, something that, that they are familiar with. And so was it the Both next sides. day you you went out to the field now and you started experience? The next day. Uh, we talked to, uh, the day before, we had a talk at the hotel, how the games were going to go. We're going to play two, two, and two. Uh, two games for three days in a row. And then we have one day off and go to the beach. But, um, and uh, they were very, they were basically told us that we're not going to play the national team. Because the national team is the national team. They will not play us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. But you're gonna, we're going to play the Junior Olympic team. And we're like, oh, that's a bummer. Okay, hey, looking forward to playing sure. the Junior Olympic team. Hey, that's our age group in a way. Right. 19U, right. which is how they consider it. And I'm like, okay. So we pounded them. And the national team was sitting outside. Uh, okay, watching. So let's, but let's go back to, it wasn't like an all-turf field in a stadium that you're playing yeah. at. No, it was insane. It was because I want I want or people yeah. to realize that that listen, we have amazing things available to us nowadays. But sometimes it, you get raw. Let me let me paint this picture. Um, if you've played at a friendly, think about the worst friendly complex, toughest conditions, toughest right? condition you can, and that would be the best. That would be better than what we were. Right uh, now, having said that, it was there was no holes. You know, uh, the bases were broken, but it was you know you can tell that the, everything was. The integrity, the, of, the integrity the, of the actual right. field. So they itself. knew what it needed to be. It wasn't the right. Yeah, if it rained, you will you won't see a puddle. Sure, that's how even right. it is. How they that's where they they practice. They get that right. Yeah. So that was uh, they you know, know how the ball needs to bounce. They do. Mm-hmm. They knew. They do. They definitely and they know their field. But yeah, we were playing at I guess uh, is is a special area in Havana where the Olympics. <laughs> I believe in '94. Don't quote me on this one, but they were played some kind of Olympics. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, Pan American okay. games were played. Right. And uh, it was a huge uh, stadium, villas, everything, uh, the, the soccer stadium, everything was huge. Still, thing still is, in use? No. That's what's interesting. And you hear stories when, when Olympics go to a, a right. country and then afterwards it's right. still in ruins. Right. That would, that's Ooh. what it was, was. Like literally, that, everything was in ruins. Right. The streets were messed up. Everything was it just not well kept. And, I'm, I'm and what did they have uh, resource-wise, like equipment-wise? Did you notice right away they didn't have a lot? They didn't have right. much, but... Right away, when we started meeting them, they had those... Um, they had soccer cleats. A lot of them had soccer cleats. Um, some of them have just um, tennis shoes. Um, all their, actually, a few of them had, you know, the actual running shoes. They have spikes mm-hmm. without the spikes. Mm-hmm. 
which is still has some kind of right, traction, right. but they're very thin. So we didn't notice that right away. Um, and uh, they only had literally, we did have, they only had four helmets mm -hmm. because again, they use this, this is their practice. So they're pretty stuff. It's only for games when they travel because they do have to kind of show right, right, that they are, right. you know, they're professional. Right. They, Up to a certain standard, right? Yes. So sure. they did have about four bats, uh, four, <clears throat> three helmets only because I remember when a girl was a third, somehow they have base loaded. They have to, the girl third would not have a helmet. Some of our girls have just that in their bat bag. One girl has four bats and three helmets. And, uh, exactly. You know. and, and again, I think that's important why we're talking about this so that people understand because you think just think that what we know about uh, Cuban baseball players, don't think that they don't have skills or they can't play the game because they don't have resources because I think we get caught here thinking, oh, you know, um, I, I can't go to this class or I don't have this bat. I can't hear whatever it is. And you just understand. They find a way. You've heard this in baseball. How about, you know, they learned the little uh, beer caps and yeah. the little broomsticks. That's yeah. a very Dominican and Cuban yeah. thing to do. And hey, what's better to, you know, high, you know, uh, you know, I, you know, hand coordination sure. than a little thing that moves. And I think a lot of people today still relate. It saddens me to think there might be a day when uh, there, there's a generation of people go, they used to hit bottle caps and paper wads. Like, you know, we grew up now with things, but, but just because you can get so creative Here's to develop the skills. Here's my take on it. Within five, 10 years, someone, uh, you know, on late night, you're going to be at two o'clock in the morning and say, hey, you know, this is the best way to learn how to hit. Take this little plastic thing it's called the, that looks the, like a bottle cap. Vidia, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's like they so, have that company. They got, they got, yeah. he's, he's got it. Yeah. In fact, so he, he messaged it. me and the concept, I actually looked at it because of the functionality of it, right? And realizing that it was, you know, there's a lot more that goes into where, where, when it can actually sure. deliver here. Sure. But there is some stuff like that. But I think that's fascinating because every time we get caught in a mindset of what yeah. we have to have to be successful, you can go, okay, look at these major league stars now look what they grew up with on the beach in the dominican republic and, and this is where all of the the concepts started to be developed so. yeah and the in the being able to go to a store and this happened recently in a game a girl got hit in the ankle because she was following her uh, ball her mom went to uh, really quick right. to dicks right. and got a evil shield right. and right That's away it. there you go over there there's no walmart there's right. no cvs there's right. nothing like right. that they're like literally you're not going to get anything if you don't have it there you don't have it yeah so Period. okay, so limited resources. Now the national team's watching you yes. take care of the younger team. Yes, yeah, we you know in a, in a nice way because again we you know start we start running. Uh, we we stop. They noticed right away that we're not stealing after we're right. up. You right, know, we're good. Like, you know, like, we're and not they, going they appreciated to make, that. They did. They nice did. job, man. They did. Oh yeah, I'm not going to make. We uh, sent the right person. Definitely. Yeah. Oh my goodness. The last <laughs> thing I wanted to get the. You didn't can't come back. Go. How many runs scored? And how many runs it gets? We were. <laughs> we didn't know where to post in that. No. Good for well, you. But they didn't know. So right away. Um. So somehow the second game was with the national team. They said, "Nope, it's okay. We're going to play you guys." And uh, and we did play them, and uh, we we actually held our own for the first few innings. It was like zero zero. Now a noticeable difference in strength, strength skill, age, maturity, their kids, maturity. Their, yeah, they brought Hold their my kids. baby. I'm gonna go hit. No, literally, they had their kids and their husbands on the, on the actual sidelines. Um, you know, they're just grown women. Yeah. You know, and this is what's interesting. They were the same kind of women that played in the '94, the '90s, and '94 Pan, Pan American Games. Same girls. They're basically the same girls. Because after that was done with, softball was pretty much out of the Olympics, Cuba decided not to really uh, deal with softball anymore, which means they're really behind now. So as soon as they heard that it's coming back, now they start making it mandatory for schools to have that available. Really? Yeah, because right awesome. now they're going to be at least uh, easily 10 years behind because yeah. they don't have – they just gave up on it. So the girls that were playing uh, – well, the women that were playing – they were, you know, they've been doing this for for years, and they play because, you know, two reasons. They love the game, 
and they definitely love their country. You know that the loving country game part of that, yes, but also that is there's a a there's a financial gain uh, for them to be able to play the sport at a high level because uh, they do go. When we were there, we did not face their number one because she was in Italy playing. She was working. So therefore, yeah. she went to Italy. Feeding her work. family, right? Yes, she was working. Sure. Um, and even if you don't go that route, you only work for the national Cuban team, you do get a little bit more money than the next person out there who's fighting for, you know, for everyday work, if you don't, if you know what I mean. So does that mean there could have been a couple players that you could see that they they were in it still for the business? Maybe the the excitement wasn't there or the passion? Or did you see that the passion was still there and it's a great opportunity? Because sometimes when you're doing it, for, it's a means you know, uh, to, to provide a living. You, know, you, you don't always have the passion attached. Yeah, I think because of their situation, it, it's, it's just intertwined. There, there's no buts about it. It's like they know that they can make a little money if they get better because they can go travel and they can do this. But the passion that they showed when they're playing, I mean, they're, you can tell each and every player you know, every time they would ground out against us, it was like the end of the world. Yeah. And I, oh, I ground out. I should have hit the ball to the right field because it was a run on third. I had to get them going. Yeah. Um, you could tell. You can tell that they are, you know, they are pride. There's and that's good to pride. hear because the reputation for either South American or all Latin players isn't always about that, the passion. And sometimes it goes back to what you had mentioned earlier about your players that you brought over there. It's just how they raised, you know, so yeah. it's not a, not a conscious thing. It's just, you know, a, a, um, an awareness of manners, how you present yourself, you know, um, I see, your I, persona. I, I see that here, too, right now, especially with the Olympics coming up and um, me lucky enough to be part of, the, you know, um, I guess consultant, if you were for the Puerto Rican national team, they, you know, I can see that the girls playing for the Puerto Rican national team, they have a big pride. I mean, half of them don't speak Spanish, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they have a huge pride. Sure. The girl that was in Arizona and sure, moved right, the pitcher. Right. I mean, I'm telling you, they want to win. Yeah. There's this passion. This passion of playing for your country is a big deal. And that's something that I, you know, that I'm, that'll be our next podcast because yeah. I have news after that. Well, it's interesting because, because it's, it's given our, American-based players a platform for their ethnicity and their their blood, so the pride comes from back to what they know now about where they come from. Hopefully, someday it turns into where there's actually more players from the country coming. But the fact is that we have more diversity in our sport, and there's more representation internationally. The reality is that a lot of them are American-based, but it's getting Americans in touch with their history. So to me, it, it works. I mean, it, as, as long as there's an understanding of where you come from and you're not just prolonging your softball career. And uh, Yeah, and that, that's one of the reasons when we started talking earlier how about there's more to just softball and winning the games and being able to, you know, to play with the big dogs. Right. That, to me, is the biggest part, that, that kind of uh, 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 opportunity. Right. To be able to actually play for a country, and that's why, like I said, I have a little little n thing to little, throw little you nugget. before Excellent. before the Good. next time. I want to leave it Good. to the next one. Um, but yeah, to be able to play for your country, all those girls over there, including my daughter and everybody who was over there, they wanted to win, and they knew they were actually playing against a country, and that yeah, was just different, right? So and representing a country, representing. I mean, the right. first, I think the second game we lost by six runs only. Again, this is a national team because right. it's young. You know, and that's why the coach was so impressed. Um, and that's why we got invited the second time, literally invited. When are you guys coming? Mm -hmm. Do we really want to practice with you guys? We want to play with you guys because you guys, you know, we, we want don't to experience have this again with you. Right? Yes. They want it right. They got, you know, they got a lot of information that, you know, we were able to talk to them. And uh, even the plays, I remember we had one game, uh, might be jumping a little bit, but we had one game that I wanted to set up with a coach at that time. Uh, Medina was a coach, and we basically swapped half of the players for, for, uh, for them yeah, you told to me come that, to right? me and right. then vice versa. Right. So she was dealing with these girls that don't speak 
English. And at the beginning, the first inning was you have all our girls over here and all the Cuban girls over here in the same dugout. And within two innings or so, they're like talking and laughing Excellent. because they understand the actual language of softball, the game. And I knew that. So I knew that, but I was more like, I want to, is right. it possible? Excellent. And I remember I was being a third and the coach, I was coaching a third and actually uh, Luisa, uh, the, the head coach over there, which is, by the way, the first ever catcher inducted to the International Hall of Fame. Hmm. Uh, at that time, she was the coach. She told me, I want to do a play with a catcher, but I, in Spanish, she was like, but I don't know if she understands me. And I go, what play do you want to do? And she goes, well, the fake the second, throw the third to see if we can get the girl out. And this is his girl running because we're mixing matching. Mm -hmm. And I literally, it happened that that catcher was my catcher. So I literally gave her a number. I said, oh, yeah, I gave her a number. And she literally did that, and she got the girl out at third. So you made up your signs. You figure out how to communicate. Yeah, and yeah. Like right away, else. right away. And um, we also knew who couldn't slide because they, they didn't have uh, there you go. They didn't have sliders. Sure, sure. So it was it was fun. It was an um, it was insane the experience that these girls had. So the was competition insane. was was good. You held your own against the national team. Yeah. So that that whole thing, and then you ended up leaving some equipment behind, donating some yes. things. Yes, at that time, yeah, at that time, um, we had, uh, <clears throat> I know Easton donated um, quite a bit of equipment, Jugs donated thank a couple. Thank you, Easton and Jugs. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I did tell them that, thank you, they did. Mm -hmm. And uh, and also, I know you actually mm -hmm. uh, helped us a lot with the uniform, mm -hmm. actually, mm -hmm. you have the uniform and, mm -hmm. the, and the helmets. So, because I know that we, we were going to leave that there. In my heart, I knew we were going to leave that there. Uh, obviously, the equipment was going to be there, but we can't really give anything out to this communist country so the idea was and i did tell the girls from the beginning because we had media day before we went mm -hmm. over there because uh, we had people coming from from the la times and everything we told the girls this from easton and this are things you guys this is the gloves this is your bat this is yours what you do with them is your business right but i never told them anything right. and when when they got back i literally they had sandals <laughs> They didn't have gloves. They didn't have anything. Right. Um, they left everything. Wow. They gave it yeah. to the girls because they can see. That and they, they felt can use great it. about doing it. They loved it. You know, and the parents. All of a sudden, you find you're running out of things to to give. In, to, in right. a way, yeah. And the parents, they were like, "Oh yeah, it's the three hundred dollar bat. It's a four, you know, almost four hundred dollar bat." Mm -hmm. I'm like, "It's okay. I get my daughter another right. one over there." And these are not because what it's worth to somebody that understands that you can't put a price on knowing that you've left something back there. So I think that that's great that you are the the ambassadorship that you that you created and be able to help them out was 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 great too. So the first trip was. Yeah was a great success. The last thing I want to mention about that trip is mm -hmm. you had told me about the last day. So they they had they wanted your uh, girls to dress up. Yes. And, and kind of treat you to a day on the town. And or? that was a surprise. That was a surprise from the actual travel person who um, we got along really well. Um, and um, said, hey, we're going to go to a nice dinner. And so I'm great. So I did tell the girls, hey, we were going to go at least one night. We're going to go out in a nice, a nice place, nice dinner um, to see Havana, if you will, a, the, a nice mm -hmm. place in Havana. But it was surprising that they literally, when we come out of the hotel, you know, there was like seven or eight um, classic, classic cars, cars waiting for us, right. and we were like, "Oh, that's kind of nice. I wonder who, you know, is it like a uh, like a wedding or something?" I was like, "No, that's for you guys." And we're like, "Pick a color, <laughs> literally, pick a color." So different colors. So it was, yeah, this one here, but it was it was cars similar to that, right? In different yeah. colors, In different right? colors, different. You know, there was a Russian car too. Uh -huh. It was really put together. I know that. What's interesting is the, the the vibrant colors, and I remember asking the guy, you know, hey, what, where do you get the paint? And I'm like, this is house paint. So these are all <laughs> older cars because they have no new cars. No new cars. And older cars that that some of them actually were diesel, and they were originally not made diesel. Some of them were actually. Uh, I remember that the guy opened the the, which is I have never seen this. They opened the car of this. 57 Chevy, I think if it was, and there was like I don't I didn't, I never saw a motor. I don't know how that works. 
There was like two things there inter- intertwined with each other and something that looks like a rotator. Who knows? I have no idea. Pretty, pretty creative mechanics. They have to. They have to. And they, they, did. they could probably work on some old trucks back here in the States. Oh, right? they'll, they'll make a killing if they yeah. come over here. They'll make them run. Yeah. They'll make them run. Yeah. And, uh, so that's a big... Because you know, they don't have cost. auto parts. No. They don't have like... Like you said earlier, go down to the sporting goods store and pick up. A- well, even if you do have a fifty-seven Chevy, the chances are, how, well, how do you gonna get those parts? They're right. not easy. Can to you find. imagine the the connectivity amongst them? Because hey, I need a, Mandy. You got one of those. I, I need a bearing for you know. I literally, gotta- I literally had one of them explain. Yeah, I found this thing, and I had a, this guy who does welding. So I needed to get it to this side. Yeah. So I can just put a bolt in it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, so he get this. It's like, it's, it's, it's like fascinating. A, it's extremely interesting. So the how cars were all done up, looking nice. Beautiful. Your girls look beautiful. Beautiful. We just took a ride for five, 45 minutes all over uh, old Havana. And, and they were all, all convertibles? All convertibles. Uh, it was a beautiful day. And uh, we literally, about 45 minutes, to old Havana and new Havana. Uh, we went to the Che Guevara house, uh, and uh, which is now a museum. And there's so many things that you start looking like it's insane. We were able to be there. And then we went to a restaurant and had a beautiful dinner and, and dancing and everything. It was, it was a beautiful night. And I think of this. Were you, were you able to experience that with Patty? She go, with you? Yeah, I got really lucky. Because... You know, and I, I apologize, Patty. We hadn't mentioned yet, but we talked about oh, the, sh- the, the creation of Media City oh, and your sh- wife and she, partner. And, oh, Patty and, uh, yeah, has so. everything to do with it because obviously she's my partner in crime, but she's definitely the one that pushes. You has know. a lot of the visions, all of these things for Media City, everything that she sees for the, for the young women, not only of your area, but for for so so when you were mentioned yeah. about going out and being able to dance do that I I, I yeah. saw you being able to do that with her yes so I was I was awesome. lucky I was lucky because at that time um, Obama was still president and uh, it was a little bit easier to be able to take more people saying that they were going to do more things for the team and I mean I responsibility was take, wise or something and like I was able to take my ten year old girl at that time as the back girl because she was the journalist or something right? she's the back girl right. but I right. did he, but right. my my wife being an RN right. she was a nurse sure and I, I Gatica, uh was you know at that time. Uh, Haley's got his mm-hmm. mom, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. She was a doctor, so mm-hmm. she was a doctor. And I never knew so, that. Yeah, awesome. so we had all this. So we had the the, the videographer. We had the right. the equipment manager. Everybody had a role. Everybody, even I know that uh, some families took two family members, like an uncle and uh, and someone else. They took because it was a trip, and we had to give them a job. Right. Um. So they all had a job. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Sure. But you gotta you gotta yeah. classify. But it, it worked out. Categorize it. It right. worked out because you know we did what we had to do. Yeah. So, so finished off out. with a nice, it nice was, night, and it was one of those things that you think about. You know, it couldn't have gotten better. Um, even the weather, it was fantastic. Like they call me, uh, they call me at the hotel in the morning. And say, hey, we're gonna have back to back games because it's gonna rain at one. And I'm like, oh, okay. So instead, because we, the plan was to work uh, play from from nine to eleven or so, you know, whatever seven innings, and then have lunch or hang out and then play again another game. That was the main plan for the three days. And the la- the first two days were like, no, we're going to go back to back because of the rain. And it was on the dot. You know, I mean, I'm telling you, it was on the dot. It's like, yeah, you got five minutes, and five minutes, like, pff, it just pour. Like, I'm like, is a hurricane happening here? Are yeah. we going to be able to play tomorrow? Yeah. No, in about four hours, it was the sun, and it was dry as a, everything. So for the types of weather that they experience, and it's good to know because they're lacking in some technology, so it's good to know that they have that and there's heads up because there's there's some quite quite interesting weather uh, systems can, can take place out there. So that's... Definitely. And in my world of the movie world, you know, we avoid those places because if we cannot work it's money costs money money time yeah. is money so Absolutely. we have that's why california is such an amazing because yeah. you know you can shoot here Around so the over there shoots, right pretty much so now you have here uh a, a, a place that it does rain it's you know obviously it's, it's, it's an island uh, 
So they do play, they do work around, and they have huge communication because that same field is their their guy, the boys uh, softball as well. Okay. They have guys Got softball, right. although we never saw them until my second time around. <clears throat> but they they practice there. When you were playing, were there people from either the area, the city that would knew what was going on? They would start to watch and the first the first day kind was, of an interesting it doesn't happen every day there yeah but here's the thing it's just, they don't have a lot of communication so although we were in the news not everybody not has news. access to good the point. news good point. Uh, but it, the word got around that's the biggest thing right. so the first you want to talk about word on the street talk about that i mean literally word on the street and uh so the first the first day it was pretty quiet but we, uh, the place where the actual field is it's um it's a building where all the their main athletes stay uh, so from from swimming to vaulting to you name it, they all stay together. They all go to work together. They all practice. They all go together. They have lunch time. So meals. they train for a certain amount, it, yeah. a certain time of the day, and then they work a certain amount right? on there. Right. Yeah. yeah that's, so whole, that's also their place their, of employment. It's basically their right. their little world. Yeah. You know, their little world. It's like the Japanese professional league. They they play and they work for Toyota, but they also uh, they play for Toyota. So it's everything's kind of in it's all together. Right. It's all together. Right. Um, and uh, so yeah, so we did have a lot of athletes um, coming to watch. You know, we had this. I remember six, five, six, seven basketball player. You know, watching what's yeah. going on over there. You know, watching. Sure, but the second day, the different. second day, we got more people coming. And then they ran out of chairs, so we had chairs around it, and they were very, you know, it was it was fun. It was just just because the atmosphere was fun, and the umpires were so animated. We're not, we're not about animated. No. bad. first we're thing I think of some of those colorful. video clips or the or no. naked gun or different things. But yeah, they 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 helped create the experience. They they did, and they would say they would in Spanish they would say, um, you know, they would they would somehow use analogies or like oh you got the strike so close you know as i'm close with my uncle like some yeah, weird thing yeah, like that but yeah. it was funny in spanish aloud right. you know all this little uh um things that they were used it, it was to me I, I think i spent i was talking to uh humble because i was translating from humble uh tim and and i'm like ah, it's it's trust me it's funny <laughs> well look at his baseball background your baseball background my yep. baseball background and the professional baseball in america has been so uh mild mannered, you know, keep everything in reserve, don't celebrate. And, and we're in this thing right now where, you know, so then the bat flip, we want to hit you in the head. But really what we're seeing, because there's more international appeal to this game now, is how other countries celebrate the game. And they're not doing it as a sign of disrespect. They're celebrating in the passion. And so, you know. And, and there's a fine line. And I, it's funny because I taught my daughter the baseball way of playing. Like she hits a home run, she gets her head down and she steps on home play and she celebrates with the team. Right. I have never seen this whole excitement, which I think is great. Which has now entered uh, softball at the highest level. So, but yeah. yeah, softball obviously is growing. You know, since 2015, I believe the ratings are going uh, dramatically high. Uh, so it's it's a great thing. But there's a fine line, and I think MLB is finding that. There's yeah. the unwritten rules, you know. How are you taking it versus how is it meant? Because there, there are times when I mean something. Time and place. The way I'm pitching or as – right. So, so it's, it's, we're, in a, we're in a different place, and I think that's interesting. Um, yeah. I want to transition towards where we're at this year. The last thing I want to ask you about that initial yeah. trip was what do you think was the biggest takeaway for your players, for your, your, your kids there? What do you think they came back? I think – Knowing the, that they didn't know before. Yeah, well – they didn't know um, where Cuba was on the map. That's one thing. Yeah. Um, and the biggest thing I believe they take is the wow factor that they were present in, an, in a communist country. And I explained this to them in one of the, our talks that people have died to keep that place a communist. Also, people have died to make that place free. 
And uh, to this day, you have Cubans in Florida who has their who has passed away and has left their bags ready. So when Fidel dies, wow. so they can come back home. So they realized that they were in a place that they got a, a, a true once in a lifetime experience to be able to go yeah. to a place like that and experience something that you know and you they actually have talked back with some of the girls and like I studied this in my class, my history class. We're talking about the Bay of, Bay of Pigs. We're talking about that. I'm like, ah, yeah, you were about 20 minutes but now away they're from not, there. Now they're not getting the information to get an A on the test to, to move along in their academic career. They, 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 it's a relatable topic to them, and I think that's very interesting because as we transition to this year or uh, next year, you're, you're, you're going to yeah. create uh, mm-hmm. uh, another trip. And, mm-hmm. and so to heighten the, uh, the visibility and kind of the information to inform people more about it, you know, why is it a good experience? So hearing this past experience, what the story was like, what you guys experienced, but then why would people want to join on the next one? Because there's an opportunity that you can provide next summer. Yeah, that's what we're working right now. Either, you know, actually it's funny. Look, I'm working with Italy. I'm working with Puerto Rico, trying to figure out. I'm making it happen. I love it. At Cuba is really writing. They got mad in a nice way. They got mad. Hey, how come you didn't come this year? And I'm like, well, it happens that you guys are going to be in Peru trying to qualify Just when our girls schedule are, wise didn't yeah, work right? for trans, yeah right. so this is going to be really hard um but the key thing here is is that experience something that you would never experience in your lifetime unless you actually are there and that's something that i thought was going to be a great experience it turned out to be an amazing unforgettable experience that we go back and we talk about it we have pictures like oh my goodness this is amazing um, so when you but, launch this, you will, what is it? You take a group of about how many girls up to, up to 12, about what? About 12. No, I didn't want to take that many because, again, you go on a trip. You're going right, to go play. Right. So You've got to manage people. Yeah. Sure. So uh, my thing was And it's 12, for how long? Uh, it's a whole week. Whole it week. was a whole Spend week. a week in Cuba? Mm-hmm. A whole week. One weekend and the, and the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and What's uh, the cost per family if they were to provide their own funding for it? Yeah, actually, it was, uh, was $2,500 per person, mm-hmm. but everything is included. Uh, so that's from, it. Twenty five hundred. That's it. That's it. That's insurance, which I have to use. I'll tell you about that mm-hmm. later, um, because I have to go to a hospital. Um, not a bad thing. It's just I have to go. Um, and uh, the food, three meals a day, hotel, four star hotel. It's like it's. It was uh, to me. It was like wow, because I thought at the beginning, well, that, I don't, again, we don't know. Right. And the, when you go, like the food and the transportation, because we have our own driver, our own driver, our own bus. We have our own bus of for for hundred people. Beautiful air conditioning bus that we keep our our gear all the time. We know the driver. We keep our gear there. Like it's 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 such a convenience. Like just sure. insane how they were so accommodating to us, and uh, and everything, 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 including like I said, the the trip, everything, everything, all everything, included, everything all included, inclusive, truly right. inclusive. Yeah. So if I think of to put create perspective for uh, one of our couple of listeners out there, think of the last time you took a college recruiting trip. So your plane tickets. Yeah, and I say it's like an, we call it an unofficial. So you're just going. You're going to a camp because there you want to build a relationship nowadays. You want to see a coach, but there are families upon families spending money to do it, put them their kids on the market. So the average cost of one of those trips is anywhere from twelve hundred to twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars. Just yeah. take one of those trips and think of the international experience and everything that Manny's talked about. You just slide it over here or get creative. Our players here. You mentioned the junior Olympic level. We're at. We are dealing with junior Olympic level athletes. So our story. You know, we don't have enough young ladies that go out and get their own funding. Talk to people that need tax write-offs. Uh, you know, if you're part of a 501c3, a nonprofit uh, situation, you know, I, we we all need to write checks, pay taxes, and do different things. So you could offset costs, but you could also slide over some of the sopal expenses that you you're already. It's already in your routine, and then it's a year away. But start to put this on your calendar as something that because I think this is. 
just something that's going to continue to. Yeah, and there's a way, and there's definitely a way to make it happen. Uh, you know, this trip gave us, Patty and I were talk, we talked about this, and we were able to create this 51C that we originally had it for our organization, and we have changing it right now to call Ella, which is Ella means her. Which is empowering Latina leaders in athletics. Wow, We've, I'm very proud My of this. My goodness! Oh yeah, is that you and Patty, or is that? Yeah, that's that's that's, that's a lot of Patty too. Um, and uh, yeah, because we've noticed in our area, we noticed that you know how many girls have a chance to be able to go to an official visit. Which again, you know this very well that if you go over there, it's kind of letting them know, hey, I truly want to be here. Right. Uh, but not I mean, everyone has the, not everybody the resources has... to do it. And you have families again. Little digression, but yeah. you have so many families in softball. That if they don't have guidance, something we try to provide, and they're like, well, we've got to give our daughter that same advantage that their daughter has because she's on those trips. Now they're they're going to these, 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 they're getting to the point where it's just not reasonable in what they're doing to themselves. And it's really, it's not a good experience for them. So, I agree. you know, we can create some opportunities for some people in those situations. I, I totally agree. And we, we're kind of writing a, a little story, if you will, trying to make it work, trying to basically tell the people, okay, this is how it works. This is the ABCs on it. You know, you might want to do this, you might want to do that, but at the end it's your decision. Right. But this is, a, we're going to give but you all that the information. guidance, man, that guidance, uh, you know, especially when it's a guidance to experience, because look at where you're at, now, you're at now five years in the firecracker culture versus five years ago. Mm -hmm. So that, that experience is valuable. And in the end, we want uh, someone of more experience as a doctor, a pilot, a soldier, or whatever Always. it is that's seen more things because their advice to us can, can keep us moving forward rather than the same learning curve that they went through. Their so knowledge, I think that's invaluable right now. Their knowledge is priceless. Right. You know, that experience is priceless. Right. And that, you know, just being able to, to get that that's a little bit extra. That's yeah. a little thing that, you know, that I do believe after, yes, we're trying to win every time my team, we're trying to win it. And sure, we're out there to compete. But Always. All of these layers is what really makes it. I 100% agree. Yeah, well, you're, you're doing a great job of that. So yeah. so what would, if somebody was interested, this kind of caught their ear, what do they keep an eye on your website? What's... Yeah, I'm going to keep uh, firecrackers. I would say the firecracker website because as soon as everything happens i go through you right. so as soon as you so know we'll we post have something our, on our website we'll put, yep now what about uh hollywood uh, firecrackers hollywood website it's still media city i it's, believe your it's personal still media city. we're trying to media. yeah we're, we're we're little by little you know because we have to do this whole right. legal thing which is right. with dba here sure, so i sure. can right. change the 501s and keep it separate uh, separate so we can help um so keep an eye on the firecracker social media yeah right there's a lot of tagging different things stuff like that so yeah. just and, and you're going to present more information as things solidify we're just doing this a year out in advance so mm -hmm. people can start just planting the seed in their head. And, and the say, story. Hey. I believe the story is still. The story is still on Absolutely. the website. And that thing, you know, if you, you know, we wrote this basically day by day. And uh, they can actually read it. It's a great read. Literally, you just get it's back. It's on the archives of our website, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Firecrackersopple.com. And, and it's one of those things. That, and, and going back to it, uh, I've talked to girls that, that when, again, they had that call with the coach, you know, um, the coach of college, they have something really interesting because they, my daughter, they want to, hey, the first thing, hey, so you went to Cuba. How that? How was that? Sure. Well, think of how that stands it's out on your, on your resume. It's right. just different. As, as a life experience, right? It's different. I tell my girls, listen, when you're talking to a college coach, they don't care. Honestly, they don't care about how much you like them or how much you, you play softball, how much about – they don't really – I mean, they know you like them because they're calling you. Right. They know you like them because they've, they've seen your video. Right. And they're going to ask you questions. How's your life? They're going to be talking about you because they want to get to know you. Yeah. And uh, and lucky some of those girls being able to say, oh, yeah, I went to Cuba, Havana. They yeah. throw it out there. Like, it's just a matter of fact. It was a 45 no. minutes later. 
<laughs> talking about so this. So like we say, we say this about sometimes one or two of our particular trips, but in 30 years, they're not going to remember 98% or 99% of the scores, all the things that happened in, in these hundreds of games that we're playing, but they're never going to forget Cuba. That's it. It's and like river rafting in Colorado. All these games, everyone goes to Colorado, but nobody ever forgets what it's like river rafting Or the Butterfly Museum. Absolutely. I find it amazing. Yeah, <laughs> so stuff like that. And, and in the end, I think that's that's a, the bigger part of our responsibilities. We're in the moment with business softball, but you know, I just appreciate the perspective, the learning curve that you've had uh, over the five years, the things that you're bringing to the table. You know, Again, you see how I watch and watch how these cultures are being built, yeah. but it's the experiences that is really the key. So in closing, anything you anything else you want to share? You want to plug any like Netflix specials you have going on? Or you got well, you know, so what do you, you, you got? You got you got a minute or so to take anything. Guess. Want to put so, out know, there. I guess you can see the first uh, first season of uh, Real Rob on Netflix. I produced that one. Check it out. There you go. Um, if you want to see me acting really silly, just Google my name. It's, you'll see videos of me acting really silly. And, and your name is? Say it so we can hear it again. Manolo, like the shoes, Manolo Blanc. Manolo Travieso. I can't even. And uh, yeah, and the thing is that I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with a tease, which okay. is like you know, stay tuned yeah. for uh, for our travel uh, sisters from different organizations getting together very very soon bringing things together with Bring other organizations other, what a concept i mean we're not building the walls higher with other no organizations? we're putting a flag in it i love we're it actually i put a flag it's really it's it's a happening thing i talked to you a long time ago yeah. about it yeah. um but i'm not, i'm the kind of person that until it actually happens i don't bring it up right sure so but it's actually happening so right. i'm very excited about it. that's the next time we'll be sitting here together we'll it. be talking right. about that will you let me know we'll bring you back in Manny, thanks for your time. Keep up the good work. Thank you. All right. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. We'll see everybody next time.